Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Selectabet and I'm joined again by the King of Goals, Greg Browning, who just can't stop winning. I'm going by your Twitter account tonight, Greg. It looks as if you've helped pay for Christmas for a lot of followers. Yeah, it's been a good night. The um, good old second tier in France delivered again a goal in the first half in all nine matches to pay, I think in some places, 80 to 1. So I think there's quite a few punters out there who have had Christmas on France. So well done, everyone. I've even seen someone suggest that you're worthy of an MBE. To be fair, that person's absolutely right. So well done, that man. Well, you need to stop your dad from tweeting you, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yep, another good night tonight on that total goals market, which we just absolutely love, don't we? Yeah, it just keeps on landing. I think 20-plus landed. A little bit lucky not to hit 22, which I put up on the site last night. But I think given the fact that we got a 40-1 to winner on Friday night and another kind of 60-1 to winner this week on the first half goals... Um, more than makes up for it. So yeah, it's been a great week. Can't complain. And we got a wee fright on Sunday when we thought Skybet had finally rumbled that they were probably giving away too much money on the total goals market when they hadn't priced <laughs> up they hadn't priced up the Norwegian top division on Sunday for the total goals. Yes, yeah, so the markets came out, I think, early on Sunday morning. So got all excited, looked through the markets and there was a serious lack of total goals. In fact, there was a lack of them. There wasn't any, so I decided to give them a quick private message to the Skybit account and to my amazement, they offered us full markets on it. And to be fair, they set it at 25 plus, which despite, is only one more than the previous week. Despite you telling them that it should be 24. Despite me telling them probably quite stupidly and naively <laughs> that it's 24 plus usually. So they set it at 25, but that was fine. Um, I think, I can't remember what the total was, but it came in though. Yeah, I think it was 28. It's a to see. But 28 was it? 28, so a bit yeah. disappointing to see the, the end of Norwegian top light flight football this year. Yeah, it was a shame. We, well, last week's podcast kind of advised that it would be around the 24 mark. So 25 was okay and it came in at 28. So it was all good. And that was just one of three winners that we had in last week's podcast. Yeah, it was a really good weekend again. So I think that was our eighth winning Saturday nap out of 11 on the yep. Saturday podcast, which is great. So really, so really good form. So that was the Hibs game, which we were kind of all over, weren't we, in terms of goals? You had suggested over two and a half. I had suggested Hibs to score two at 64. I think they'd scored two with maybe half an hour to go or something like that. Um, but it finished 2-2. Yeah, two, two. we absolutely nailed that. Yeah, we nailed that game on Saturday. Finished 2-2. Two, two. I think, we obviously, like you say, we both called out goals. Um, Hibs' defence is still really suspect. Um, really fancy them to concede a goal. And I think for the fourth time this season, the Hibs have considered a 91st or 92nd minute equaliser. So, a bit disappointing for Hibs. Um, but they're on a good run form anyway, especially for goals. So, really pleased to see that land. And that was the sixth time this season the Naps landed involving a match um, where Hibs have been playing in it. So, thank you very much, Hibs. Yeah, you'll be turning into a Hibs supporter, I think. Well, do you know what? The funny thing is, they played today, actually. The reserve team played in the reserve cup. So I kind of didn't really have much time to post it, so I posted it about quarter to one just to say that, listen, I've had a quick look through the Hibs team today, and obviously now that I'm that familiar with the Hibs lineup, their subs, their reserve players, their first team players, had a look through it, and it was a really, really strong Hibs lineup today, and they beat St. 6-0. 
So focusing on Hibbs is always starting to pay off. <laughs> Any truth in the rumour that Jack Ross is going to bring you in as assistant manager? Not yet, not yeah. yet. Maybe next season. <laughs> I doubt. I doubt he could afford you. To be fair, not not as the French goals keep paying. <laughs> not a chance. Uh, just quickly covering some of our other bets at the weekend. Unfortunately, Kings Lynn didn't live up to the, the billing that we gave them in terms of the goals market, but they did win 1-0 to stay top of the league. Yeah, they won, they won one nil. It was a bit of a late goal, I think. I think they made it 1-0 in the kind of 75th minute. So they were 5-4 to four to win the match, which is really surprising, given they're top of the league and they're playing a Gates head side or kind of mid-table. So that didn't materialise into many goals, unfortunately. But I think you're obviously a bit more success on uh, Leicester goals again. Yeah, only just we had them to win and to score over one and a half, and it was a ninety fourth minute Henicio goal that landed it, and they kept it sweating by going to VAR just to make sure he was on side. So really, really pleased <laughs> to get that up, which uh, which brought in a, a successful weekend. Three out of four tips can't complain about that. Yeah, really good. And I think moving on to this week, we've got a full card in Scotland on Wednesday night. So tonight's Tuesday night recording the podcast a bit earlier this week so prior to this weekend's games there's obviously matches in Scotland tomorrow night so just to, to, to be aware of that as well Yeah and you've already put some tips up for tomorrow night um, quite fancy Kelly Yeah it's, I wouldn't say it's bulletproof no, no bet's bulletproof but it's really difficult to, to oppose Kilmarnock t- tomorrow night given the fact obviously they're playing my beloved St Johnston who are really struggling at the moment so if anyone watched us against Motherwell on Saturday we are really, really struggling defensively. Uh, we're not scoring goals. Kilmarnock have obviously gone to Hibs and <laughs> probably didn't deserve a 2-2 draw, to be fair. But they've gone there, got a draw. They're playing well. They're, I think they're a good 15 points ahead of us, I think, anyway, or not far off that. So a really difficult game for us at Kilmarnock tomorrow. Don't have a good record at Rugby Park. And I think we're conceding pretty much two goals in every single game we're playing. So Kelly looked really, really good tomorrow night, I think. Yeah, so you're fancying them to win and also you'd be having a bet on Kelly to score two or more tomorrow. Is that right? Yeah, I couldn't split between the two. Um, obviously, if St Johnson get a result, then it'd be a massive shock for me. I think it'd be a massive shock to anyone. So I couldn't decide between the two. So it'll be, it'll be two bets. Kilmarnock to win at 10 to 11 and Kilmarnock to score two or more. And that was 6 to 5. That was on Monday, so it may have shortened a little bit by then. Yeah, and just very briefly, you've also gone for over two and a half goals in Ross County v Hibs on Wednesday night, and there's uh, Rangers visit Aberdeen on the live game, I think it's on TV, so that's usually quite a good one for cards and usually plenty of goals in that fixture as well, so that might be a decent one for a bet builder for anyone who's listening early enough to get on before kick-off. Yeah, both those games look really good, it's a really good card actually, uh, I really, really fancy the um, Ross County Hibs game for goals. I think Ross County have now conceded two or more now in their last eight games and Hibs have scored two or more in their last eight games. So, two all. Two all, <laughs> two all final score. And like you say, I think the bet ball on the Rangers-Aberdeen game is a good shout. Um, I'll probably get something up on the site tonight or tomorrow anyway. But I quite fancy Lewis Ferguson to get booked. I think he enjoys a booking, so he's probably one of the players anyway. If you're looking for a booking tomorrow night, um, get on him. Yeah, it should be a feisty affair, uh, midweek game at Pataudry 
Aberdeen v Rangers, no love lost there. So, yeah, I think the cards market's definitely one to keep an eye on ahead of that. Okay, so before we get started on the podcast tips for this week, just a wee reminder that you can now subscribe to the podcast on the Google Podcast app. Just search for Gambler there and you should be able to find us. We're also on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud and various other uh, podcast platforms. So make sure you're subscribing to us. If you are on iTunes, please take a moment to um, to give us a, a review and a rating. That would be great. That really helps us climb the rankings um, on the podcast charts. So anything you can do to help us, if you like what we're doing, please let us know via a review on iTunes. That would be greatly appreciated. Also remember you can drop us an email at hello at gambler.co.uk or you can follow us on Twitter where our handle is at gambler tips and as always you can always follow Greg on Twitter at browning84greg. So let's move on to this week's tips and we've already discussed Hibs who are playing at Ross County on Wednesday night and you've got an eye on them at the weekend already. It shouldn't really be any surprise that I'm back in Hibs again so this will be the seventh time they have featured in the the nap this season for me, and it will be hopefully the seventh time to deliver some winner. So they host Aberdeen it's on Saturday. Now, looking through Hibs's goal stats this season is quite incredible. They've now gone seven games in a row now over two point five goals. Um, six of those games went over three point five. All both teams to score. Uh, Hibs have scored two or more now in their last seven, and they've not kept the clean sheet now in 14 league games. So out of 15 league games this season, they've kept one clean sheet, and that was on the opening day against them. So defensively, still a bit of work to be done there, I think, eh, with Jack Ross. Just conceding far too many goals. Um, the fortunate thing for them is they're scoring goals. Yeah, and obviously they've got a man in forum in Dodge who can't stop scoring since second bottom left. <laughs> yeah, the, the old... Um, New manager comes in and he gets a gets a little bit of a lift from that. So he's got six and four now, a hat trick against St Johnston, and he scored in the subsequent three matches after that. So he'll be full of confidence. They, they play on Aberdeen side, who are actually on a decent run of form at the moment. They kind of huffed and puffed to a two-one win against St Mirren on Saturday, courtesy of a kind of late penalty save by by Joe Lewis. But I think previous to that, they were probably very very unfortunate not to win in Perth against St Johnson uh, they drew one all I think that down done our, our bait for that Sunday yeah, I'm still, still a bit disappointed with that yep. <laughs> still hurting so they're looking good obviously they've got Sam Cosgrove who is on 18 goals this season and a lot of talk now about him probably leaving Aberdeen at some point um, either in January or in the summertime so Aberdeen, as you said, they've won four out of the last five since Celtic beat them 4-0 at Pataudry. Um And they're doing just Aberdeen stuff, really. Um, they seem to be just back into the groove of beating teams round about them, but not quite being good enough to, to beat Celtic or Rangers. So, yeah, I mean, they'll certainly go to Hibernian. They'll have expectations of winning the game, no doubt. And I think we can safely say that both teams should score on Saturday. Yeah, I'd be stunned if that didn't happen. Given that obviously Hibbs' defensive frailties and the fact that Hibbs are scoring goals, you've got two strikers in form as well. And if you look at uh, Hibbs' home form against, well, against Livingston, St Mirren, Ross County, Kilmarnock, St Johnston, they've conceded two goals. 
yeah. Aberdeen are better sides than all of those sides. Yeah. So I would definitely expect both teams to score. And if we do, we should see at least two two and a half goals on Saturday. So that pays nineteen to twenty with Marathon Bet. So for me, that's a really good price. The bookies got it way way wrong on Saturday last week against Kilmarnock. Seven to five, they were offering over two point five goals, which is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, there's even money now for this match, which I still think is really generous as well. So 19 to 20, um, and that will probably shorten uh, to 4 to 5, I'd imagine, come Saturday. Yeah, I wouldn't be overly confident in calling who's going to win this one. So I think the goals bet is probably the best way to go. Just looking at, you've already touched on it, but Hibs last, what, seven results have been 2 2, 2 2, 2 5, which was the Celtic in the League Cup, then a 4 1 1, a 3 1 1, a 2 1 1, and another 2 2 draw. So certainly getting your value for money uh, if you've been following the Hibs in the last few weeks um, Hibs fans won't appreciate me saying this but the likelihood is they'll concede a 93rd minute goal so <laughs> anyone, that? anyone that's I think the fifth time now or the fourth time they've, they've conceded the last minute goal yeah. uh, to draw 2 all, which is quite bizarre so probably one to look out for in play actually depending yeah, some... on how the game's panning out look at a little uh, last minute goal at Hibs a friend of mine sent me some stats actually earlier in the week. I'm just looking at a wee table that he sent me. So in the last 14 minutes of games, um, which obviously takes into account injury time, Hibernian have conceded 13 goals so far this season, which is the highest wow. in, <laughs> highest in the league by an absolute mile. The closest to them is Livingston, who have conceded seven in that period of the game. Um, and that's from winning positions as well. So they were. Two were up against um, Ross County, two were up against St Johnston, and two were up against Kilmarnock. So they've gone from having nine points to having three. Yeah, which makes you wonder where, yeah, where would they be in the table had they picked up those points? Yeah, they probably wouldn't be far off Aberdeen actually. Third or fourth. I suppose it's all ifs and buts. The table doesn't lie, does it? Um, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't be asking a St Johnston fan that. It's a precise moment. Okay, so. <laughs> Uh, it's going to be Hibs v Aberdeen over two and a half goals and did you say it was 19 to 20 at the moment? Yeah, 19 to 20 with Marathon bet. Okay. Next up, we're looking at a team that we've touched on several times this season. I think they might have let us down once or twice. So, but you're going back in again on Falkirk. Yeah, I think we've backed them four times this season. Uh, two winners and two two losers. So they travelled to East Fife on Saturday. Now, I'm Probably more interested in this match based on East Fife's form at the moment. They've kind of fallen off the wagon a little bit, East Fife. They were knocked out the Scottish Cup by BSC Glasgow um, 4-3 a few weeks ago, which is a bit of a shocker from them. Yeah. They've then drawn 0-0 at home to Clyde, and they got battered 4-0 against Airdrie last Saturday. So not, not all is well at the moment with East Fife. No, and they don't have a good record in this fixture either. They've lost... What, seven of the last nine meetings with Falkirk, so that obviously bodes well if you're a Falkirk backer this weekend. Yeah, I guess what attracted me to this one as well is the price you're getting on Falkirk. So obviously Falkirk have uh, a dual management or caretaker, whatever you want to call it, in Lee Miller and Dave McCracken. So they started well. They beat Linlithgow 4-1, which you'd expect them to do in the Scottish Cup. And their first home game in charge was last week. And they kind of comfortably beat Stranraer 3 0. So, nothing flash really. Stranraer are probably the poorest team in League One. So, tough game for Falkirk, but given these face form and given the fact that it's been a winning start under the new management team, you've got to fancy Falkirk at even money. 
and that's for Betfair. Yeah, I think this will probably be that management team's first real test, won't it? Um, to see if they're capable of turning things round for Falkirk. Yeah, because he's five of top of the league not that long ago. So it's kind of really packed up now. You've obviously got Airdrie, your top of the league, Wraith Rovers, Falkirk and East Fife. I'd probably expect East Fife to kind of fade away now. And that's no disrespect to East Fife, but in terms of personnel and players that they've got, um, probably not at the level of kind of Airdrie. Wraith and certainly not Falkirk anyway. Falkirk at this stage of the season in December, away from home at even money, I think is probably quite a good shout. Yeah, and it's it's not the most straightforward of picks that we'll ever have all season, but it's probably a measure of how tough the fixtures are this week in terms of some of the games that are around. A lot of teams near the top of leagues are playing each other, so it's really difficult to try and find standout bets this weekend. Yeah, I had a good look through all the Scottish leagues, as we always do, and I think this week, Dundee away, we are both. We just wouldn't touch that at the moment. Dundee are struggling big time. Um, wouldn't touch that. It was great to see when the side scored that last minute winner at Dens on him um, <laughs> Saturday. Um, going down further than that, um, sorry, Dundee United are home to Alloa. Yeah, so again, too short. Really, yeah, just too short. So not one I'll be touching this weekend. Game like, of the day is probably in League 2. Yeah, um, yeah. Cove are away to Edinburgh and the Cove get absolutely battered, to use your word from earlier, <laughs> uh, by Annan uh, on Saturday. Read a wee bit more into the match and the, what happened around it and it turns out Cove only had two subs on the bench and they picked up two reasonably early injuries. Um, they got a man sent off, they lost two soft penalties according to Paul Hartley. So I don't know if that's maybe just been one of those freak results. That's what you call a bad day at the office. <laughs> I think so. Um, our old friend Mitch Meganson was missing, as was Fraser Fivey and they're obviously two of the more influential players at Cove. So... There's a bit of me tempted with 13-10 to 10 for them to win away at Edinburgh, given that Edinburgh, not in the greatest of form themselves, um, lost at Queen's Park uh, last Saturday at Hamden. Um, and 13-10 to 10 on Cove might just look like a big price come 5 o'clock on Saturday. I think if uh, Cove have their main, man, main men back and everyone's fully fit and they've actually got some subs and they've got a squad to go down to Edinburgh, then it wouldn't be a surprise to see them win. Yeah, but, but they're a, a really good price. But saying that as well, I wouldn't be surprised if Edinburgh City got a result. I think for me, and I think you've agreed as well, it's just a game probably to, to leave. Yeah, I think so. I think if there's kind of strong team news and that price for Cove holds out, then it might be something that people are kind of tempted into. But for us, it's a, it's a no bet. And I guess the um, final bet of the weekend in Scotland anyway will be on Sunday. Um, which delivers a... Old Firm League Cup final. Yeah, they don't come much bigger than this, really. Um, and it's been a long time since we've had the excitement around the Fred Cup final as we have this time round. Um, and there's really nothing to separate these two sides. They're only a goal at the top separates them. Celtic have scored one more than Rangers so far. Um, surprisingly, maybe Rangers are as big as twelve to five to win. In the 90 minutes, Celtic are 65, Rangers 11 to 8 to lift the, lift the trophy, Celtic 8 to 13 to lift the trophy. Um, I guess from the bookies' point of view, Celtic have been there and done it. They've got the big match experience. They've won the last nine trophies in a row, so you can, you know, it's understandable that Celtic are, are made favourites in the game. Um, but you think there might be value elsewhere? Yeah, so looking at 
the game itself, I totally agree. I don't, I don't think there's much between the sides. I certainly don't think that Rangers should, should be as big as 12 to 5. There's nothing between the sides this season. It's obviously at Hamden, so there's no home advantage for any, any of the sides playing. So I think for me, looking at it, it's probably a bet builder. I couldn't call either side to win. So I think there'll be goals, though. I think both sides have got goals in them. So I think a bet builder of over 1.5, have a look at the corner market, probably over eight or nine corners. And depending on how not strict but depending on how the bookies play out the card markets um, they obviously overinflate cards in their own form match and that'll be even more so in a final so you might need to go over four but I think we should get four no bother and that yeah. should probably deliver kind of an even money uh, bet, bet builder Yeah, Willie Collum's the referee so literally anything could happen <laughs> on Sunday um, I'm pretty yeah. sure he's put some of his cards away now he's not as bad as he used to be I don't yeah, have any I... stats to back that up but certainly feels that way anyway but like you say depends what Willie turns up <laughs> there could be 10 bookings there could be no bookings well if anyone's capable of leaving the uh, egg in your face it is Willie <laughs> Collum so we'll look forward to that on Sunday so it's not a tip as such but it's just really a heads up for anyone who's wanting to have a bet in that game that probably the bet builder's the way to go Rangers look slightly overpriced um, and it will really just be down to how the bookies play the cards markets but a bet builder that includes goals, corners, cards, might be the best bet to have to accompany the final and watching it from the comfort yeah, of your home. Yeah, it should be a great game. Looking forward to watching it. should be great. Yeah. OK, so we're going to move on to England and it's a bet that we've had before on the podcast that you're revisiting again. Yeah, so as you know, I've got my little black book of teams to follow. and One of those teams this season is QPR at home. So unfortunately, I missed out. I missed out last time. Um, I didn't realise they were playing at home. And this market is for there to be two goals in the second half. So that's something now that I believe landed now in eight of QPR's eleven home matches this season, which is which is great going. Um, delivered last time out at home to Forest. They got beat two one, I think, in that match. But it's five to six, and it's a market that's obviously landed quite a lot of times this season. So. Keep an eye on a later goal in that in terms of there being a kind of goal in the last 10 minutes. But I definitely think they're playing Preston at home on Saturday. Preston's sitting in what, second, third top at the moment, doing well. They're actually I think they're sixth. Almost still they're, six. Yeah, they've slipped down the table. They've lost well, they got beat last night, didn't they, yeah. from West Brom? So yes. I'll take that back. <laughs> yeah. uh, they've actually lost their last three, so they need to find a bit of form before they slip much further down the table. Um, but they've got goals in them, Preston. Um, there's joint second top goal scorers in the division so you know there shouldn't be any worries on that front albeit they've kind of dried up in the last three games but um, given QPR's ability to, to lose goals they've lost what 37 in the league which makes them one of the worst defences in the division then yeah we know that the stats back up the fact that there tends to be goals in the second half at um, QPR. And interestingly when I say there's going to be goals they'll likely be Preston goals. <laughs> Possibly, but you never know. That's the beauty of this bet. It doesn't matter who's, who scores them, exactly. as long as someone does. So that's over, what, one and a half, second half goals in that game? Yeah, over 1.5 second half goals, and that pays 5-6 to six with bet 3-6-5. OK. And sadly, last weekend, we had to say goodbye to the Norwegian League as it reached its climax. Um, not without a winner, of course. We did tip total number of goals in that one. But you think you've got a ready-made replacement? for us? Yeah, so we 
check the Skybet specials. They obviously try and give you in advance the, the leagues that they're offering that market on. So it's usually about a day in advance. So they had Serie A in Brazil. So by no means an expert on Brazilian football. What I do know is there doesn't t- tend to be many goals in Brazilian games, which is quite bizarre. Yeah. Um, so they're playing on Sunday night. Now, they had a full card last Sunday. And that delivered 22 goals across the eight games. That probably would have been um, 11 to 8, maybe a little bit more than that. And they all went over 1.5 goals, which would have paid at least kind of 6 to 1, 7 to 1. So this weekend's the last round of games, I think. I'm pretty sure they break off into regional rounds and that in Brazil. I'm not too sure how it all works, but it's definitely the last round of matches anyway. And Skybet should be offering the total goals market and over 1.5 goals in all eight games at seven o'clock on Sunday night. So not for big stakes, but it's definitely worth having a look at, um, especially in that 1.5. And as you know, um, huge fan of total goals, so that should come close as well. Yeah, it also plays into your theory about the kind of last few weeks of any league season always tends to see an increase in the goals tally. So hopefully that bears true this weekend again in Brazil. Yeah, definitely. I'm still trying to get some stats on that. So if there's anyone out there that can back up my theory, then please let me know. But I'm pretty sure I'm right. Yeah, if MD wants to do Greg's homework, which he was supposed to do for this week, <laughs> then please feel free and email us at hello at gambler.co.uk. Greg will be forever in your debt. Believe Thank me. you. Uh, so, yeah, we're basically looking if anyone's got any stats on the number of goals scored in the last, what, three, four weeks of a league season? or Yeah, last... just the last couple of rounds, especially when things start to kind of hotten up. There's lots to play for, so it's not it's a, it's a no-brainer, really. There's not too much kind of science put behind it, but to date so far, back in that market, in those leagues that are coming to the end, has been really profitable. Yeah. OK, so we've covered quite a lot this week, um, despite the fact that we thought it was a really, really tough card. Um, can you just recap on what our actual tips are for the weekend, then? So the actual tips start on Saturday. So we've got Hibs at home to Aberdeen and I'm taking over 2.5 goals at 19 to 20 with Marathon Bet. And that's, and that's this weekend's nap. Yep. Uh, going for a, what, is it a ninth nap in 12, which would be good. And secondly, we dropped down into League One in Scotland and it's Falkirk's trip to East Fife in League One. And I'm taking Falkirk to win that match. And that pays even money with Betfair. Moving into England, it's one of my goal specials and one of my little black book goal specials. I'm taking over 1.5 second half goals in the QPR Preston match and that piece 5-6 to six with Bet365. And finally, on Sunday evening at 7 o'clock, we should have a Skybet special on the eight matches being played in the Brazilian top flight. So hopefully we'll get around about 20-21 plus in that league around 5-6, to six, back that, and also back over 1.5 goals in all eight games. OK, and that last one there, if people are following you on Twitter, at Browning84Greg, then you'll be tweeting about that Brazil game on either Saturday or Sunday, and I guess you'll also feature it on Mr Fix's tips in your regular column there. Yeah, exactly. So everything I put on the, on the Gambler podcast, you'll see on the Mr Fixit website, and you'll also see it on, on Twitter as well. Excellent. Um, I'll be back on Friday with the Voice of Value as we look ahead to live races 
on ITV on Saturday, then Greg and I will be recording another podcast. I think we're scheduling it for next Monday, um, ahead of the Champions League fixtures next midweek, which fall on, obviously, Tuesday and Wednesday. So please keep goals, an eye out goals, for goals. that one. Yeah, it's, yeah. In fact, we'll just do it just now. <laughs> <laughs> it's as simple as that. Uh, there may be other bets, and they may be more detailed than goals, 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 but um, we won't be too far off that. So that's us for another week. Hope you have a profitable weekend and the rest of the week. And thanks to Greg for joining me tonight again. Thank you. Cheers.